KW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. Knuckle up again. Make me want to dance. You know, what is this? What does this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda. <laughs> Hello, Beans. This is Dave. And. Hello! Don't judge me! You're listening to Society 13. Do not attempt to adjust your headset. I said... Don't adjust your headset. I said, don't adjust your headset. Don't adjust your headset. You're listening to the Society 13 Podcast Network. Don't adjust your headset. Thank you, Nelson, for that uh, interlude there. Always the dramatic Nelson W. Piles, who had a very successful. Um, very successful horror realm uh, this year with his book Demons, Dolls, and Milkshakes he sold out and I was there for that that was a, a damn good time and for an even better damn good time, tune into the Wicked Library especially at this time of year being October and Halloween in the air uh, you should definitely go there where he'll tell you he, he Basically, it's old-style radio, listening to horror stories by famous and not-so-famous authors. He'll take you into the stories, as you can see with that. He's not necessarily yelling at you the whole time, like on that little bumper just then, but definitely tune in, uh, my partner, Nelson W. Piles. Uh, Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. Definitely um, changes in the air as far as Kettle Whistle Radio. This is a different kind of episode, uh, kind I... I've been dreading for some time ever doing. It's been a rough year as far as losing folks I love, and uh, it's just been a rough year. Um, there's gonna be there was gonna be dedication episodes coming up in the near future, especially uh, Veterans Day. Uh, my grandpa Phil, who was a World War II vet, he will definitely be honored that day. Uh, I have I interviewed him and he was from the uh, the greatest generation the from World War II generation they've been deemed the greatest generation I I believe they were his stories were amazing you'll get to hear some of those right right from somebody that was aboard the New Mexico during World War II now again Kettle Whistle Radio we're about music subcultures horror uh, movies sometimes things happen out of your control and uh, you gotta change formats briefly and um like I said, it's the kind of episode I, I dread doing. On a somber note, uh, 
we'll be back with our regular whimsy next week. Uh, Lydia, uh, my latest co-host, will be in. We have a great uh, punk rock show that she deems um, O-Town. <laughs> Tales of O-Town punk rock. We've got three great bands on next week. And we had some fun with that. And it was recorded. We recorded a, a week ago, actually. It, was, it would have been going up tonight. Just uh, some things happened. And, um... Whew, I, uh... I lost my best friend, um... Sunday. And uh, for you people out there that aren't really... Whew, I gotta sit down. Um, maybe you're not animal lovers. Uh, maybe you are. Maybe you like animals better than people. Well, my wife and I went through the loss of our, our dog, Teddy, who a lot of you know, and you definitely shared in that grief on Facebook. I really appreciated that. Thirteen and a half years old, we bought him when we bought our house, so it's hard to look into every shadow and not see him. Now, people laugh when I say he was part of the show. Yeah, he was actually executive producer. He produced a lot of laughs as he sat right under this desk on top of my feet sometimes while I recorded, edited, um, set up music, read copy to myself. He was here. He was always in here. And at times, you can hear him. Uh, there's some barking at times. You can hear his little chain and his dog tags in the background. You can hear me saying, Teddy, please, you got to get out of here, brother. Hey, you can't you can't be in here right now. You're disturbing the guests. Well, the guests always loved him. Um, he, <laughs> we could start with my very first one, which was um, Miss Heather, uh, my uh, my other co-host, actually the co-host of the show. She loved him. He loved her, and uh, just uh, they spent a lot of time together. <laughs> and uh, it's just been rough coming home and him not being there for folks that you know you, a lot of you have kids you know he was our kid he was uh very intelligent <laughs> very intelligent he went on every trip with us he swam like crazy he loved the beach my dog loved the beach how about that the same place i mean i'm from long island grew up with beaches my wife loves beaches loves swimming he swam every day in the summer pools beaches whatever I'm thankful that we had our last vacation. You can see pictures of that. They get posted up on Facebook, you know, whatever. You make fun of me all you want. Some of my closest friends, you know, even uh, my friend Becky, who actually is one of my closest friends, has said he was better than people. Teddy was better than people. Now, we, we lose people. We lose friends. He was family. And, you know, you find solace in music. Um... Teddy grew up with heavy metal all around him. We, when we moved into this house, we were constantly blasting grunge and metal and punk rock. And he would fall asleep to it. He was an amazing little guy. I just like I used to do that in high school. I throw in some overkill and uh, fall asleep on the couch. I, I don't know what that was about, but it put me to sleep. It just uh, comforting. But he 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 loved music, <laughs> or he just dealt with me and Ms. D listening to it. And uh, Miss D being my lovely assistant, and uh, it's hard knowing we have to go through life without him right now, and hard to get a grasp on that. I, we were away 
and had a great trip actually to New Jersey. Great time, you know. Last furthest thing from our mind. He was left with family, and um, on our ride back, uh, we had no knowledge of what was happening. And he had uh, passed in the night this past Sunday, uh, early morning, somewhere around 6 a.m., 7:30, peacefully. And that's all you can ask for, you know. I've been told how lucky we are in some cases because we dreaded the day we'd have to put him to sleep, or if he had pain. If he was sick and there was no sign of anything, he was a puppy till the end. He was amazing, a playful guy, just happy. And uh, Teddy, you, you know, you're, you're just going to be missed beyond control. I, I can't even tell you what it's like sitting in the studio here without him staring at me. When I recorded the last episode that you'll hear next week with Lydia, uh, in between takes, because we had some equipment issues. Uh, we had the camera on, and she looked over my shoulder. She could see Teddy come running into the studio, just like looking, because he heard a voice. He's like, "Is that, is that mom? Who's, whose voice is that?" He's looking, and he couldn't see anybody because he can't see the screen from there. But he hopped up on our what we call the third rail here in uh, Kettle Whistle Radio and Helms Deep headquarters. Third rail is our seat for guests, and if you're from New York like myself, you you know what the third rail is in the subway system. You're not supposed to sit there. <laughs> Teddy could sit there safely, our guests sit there safely. And um, he just came in all the time, just like that, and I uh, introduced him to Lydia, and she got to see him briefly. And uh, he was, uh, he had a great time. He, he loved just coming in here and sitting with his dad, and, and uh, I guess just making sure I was okay while I recorded, you know. I, it's weird not having him wrapped around my feet right now. It's, it's very strange. I need a sip of my coffee. Uh, now... The things that get you through. Uh, <laughs> I'm a horror writer. Uh, don't expect any pet cemetery stories out of me. But I see why or how that thought process comes out of desperation, where Stephen King got that from. I just like, without even that, that being one of the first Stephen King books I ever read, you know, that wasn't even a thought in my mind, the whole evil aspect part of it, but. When I brought him home, is you know his little, he's wrapped up in a little blanket, you know, and within hours, and we, you know, I was gonna bury him myself, and he has his own beautiful. We set up a beautiful little memorial and and a grave for him in the in the yard that he loved. And the whole time, you know, you're just thinking, like, God, is there some way we can just bring him back? <laughs> it's like, you know, that's for Stephen King. I mean, he had. These beloved pets, you know, and that's, you know, these writers find different ways, different outlets to get it out. You know, I I was asked today, you know, how are you not breaking down? Well, I, I wrote this huge-ass poem about him today that summed up our 13 and a half years together in just, you know, four pages. And I got that out. I was able to. That's how I'm able to sit here right now and talk about him. It's only three days old. And um, we missed him by, you know, by 12 hours. And, uh, you know, you could kill yourself. You could kick yourself in the ass for that. But from what I've been told, for anybody that's lost a beloved pet, and I know you're out there, uh, especially dogs, they don't want to disappoint the pack. And when they're not with their pack and it's time, they may very well choose that time and spare you. They don't want you to see them weak. 
And that's, you know, this is a very little... It helps knowing that and somebody else telling me that's exactly what their dog did. And other people coming to me, you know, just from across the seas, even uh, Lorraine Miss Haunted over on Facebook has been quite great with me. Um, just sending me uh, all our thoughts and prayers. I appreciate it. And all you guys on Facebook have been amazing. Uh, I don't dare put this on Twitter because somebody says something nasty, I'll find them. Oh, Twitter people are nasty. But that being said, um, he went how on his terms. He did everything on his terms. We have footage of bringing him back as a puppy. All right, the size of maybe two of my palms together, and he we put him on the couch, and we were gonna sit next to him. No, he got up, made a little grunt, and sat on the other side of the couch away from us, and. and sprawled out to be comfortable because it was on his terms everything was on Teddy's terms everything it was he was very funny like that he'd lay with you when it was okay for him to lay with you if he wanted to sprawl out he was going to do that he was his own little guy own person so many memories so many memories um, just so many adventures uh, camping trails hiking uh, mountainside cliffs he loved it all uh, he He's funny. He had a lot of dog friends, you know. It's just so much to be said. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and talk about my dog that long to you folks. That's not what this medium's about. But I have this medium to express feelings that you know. Maybe a lot of people. Yeah, you have this medium. You just don't use it. But it feels good to get it out there and uh, let other people know they're not alone. Uh, he's it's just. It's unreal. But, uh, so, yeah, he, he was his own little man, and he went out on his terms, and, uh, there's just so much unspoken, uh, I'm not gonna get into, but music, music helps, uh, in every way possible, I, you know, I flipped on the metal station when I came home, because it just had to be done. It just, you know, just that that noise, the, the rhythm, and just takes you away, you know. just Normally I'd watch horror movies, and that's what I'd be doing this time of year. I'm not doing that right now. And um, there was something that, that did happen, and this is for my... My supernatural friends out there, and my friends <laughs> that believe in pagan beliefs, um, and uh, other world, other uh, worldly apparitions, or uh, the occult, or just believing in something other than here. Because I have to believe that I will see him again. And after I buried Teddy and, and constructed this thing, it was in the middle of the night. We didn't want neighbors to see this and think we're crazier than we are. They already have their thoughts and beliefs, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. So, you know, I was outside by myself, out, stood back by the woods in the dark, and, uh, you know, just looking up. 
uh, you know, just talking at nothing. Just, you know, I, all these years with grandparents and friends passing, and 9-11, and all these horrific happenings. Uh, Teddy was with me, by, by the way, during 9-11. Uh, he got me through that. He got other people in my family very close to me through cancer. He was there through a lot of sickness and um, a lot of hardship. So I, I just looked up and I just wanted to hear or get a sign of something. We, we all, we've all done this as kids, maybe. You look up at that night sky like, come on, just just give me something, you know. You know, Behind me was the, this uh, grave and memorial site I had constructed of, uh, you know, dirt and rocks and um, you know, some angel statues and some lighting, you know. I had my back to this thing. And um, did my talk, did my prayer. I was going to go back into the house, which would lead me past where he's buried. And I walked past, but something made me stop before I can take the steps up to my uh, up to the house. I, I stopped, and, and and I looked, and there was movement on the rocks. I, I just thought it was a little unusual. And the light just barely hit it. And there's, lo and behold, there's, there's a praying mantis, okay? And keep in mind, this is at night now. It's dark. They're not nocturnal creatures. I looked this thing up. There's a praying mantis just sitting there, just kind of looking at me. I didn't take much stock in it. I'm like, wow, okay, well, this is the fifth one I've ever seen. Being from Long Island, I had seen four. I don't know if Long Island's infested with this endangered species you're not supposed to kill. Uh, I had seen four, and I remember every time seeing them. And this was the fifth one I've ever seen. You kind of remember where you are when you see things like that, and some of the more memorable experiences. But this time would be the most memorable. It's just sitting there staring at me. I didn't think too much of it. You know, I took a picture of it. Ugh. I'm like, okay. I went back in the house, and I, you know, my wife's there, and uh, I'm like, yeah, it's a strange thing. Um. Saw a praying mantis sitting on Teddy's uh, grave there. It's, it's it wasn't even three hours old. She's like, really? And she comes down with me, show her. And there he is, you know, or she is, I should say. The big green ones are the females, I believe. I could be wrong about that. She's staring at us, um, moving around. Apparently, every move they make is is uh, very decisive. And they're 100% sure of themselves in every move they make. It just kind of moved and turned around a little bit. And, you know, we went inside. You know, you, you grasp for things. I didn't. I'm not smart enough to. But, you know, my wife, she looked up the significance of the mantis, praying mantis, you know. She had never seen one living out here in Western PA. And, uh, you know, she thought it was weird. Coinkadink, whatever. She looked it up. And, uh, sure enough, Pray mantis is a sign of uh, hope at a time of loss. It's supposed to fulfill you when you're desperate. Uh, it just gives you a sign of hope when in hopelessness, in despair. Did I get my message? I don't know. You you could look at that any way you want. Some of us believe yes. Yeah, that I got something. I don't necessarily believe it's from Teddy. He wouldn't be saying, sending insects my way to say hello. He wasn't exactly fond of them. But somebody may have. I don't know. I got nothing else for you there. I thought it was unusual. Uh, 
my buddy Heather would probably look into it a little bit for me too, which I'm going to ask her and uh, see what she thinks. I have some Wiccan friends that <laughs> I already know what they think. They told me uh, when I was having some issues with spiders, and they were kind of spot on with that one. Yet another story for another time. So, not to make this too creepy, and not to make myself out to be too kooky. Teddy's gone. <clears throat> not forgotten. I need some coffee here. And, um, you find solace in different things. Not necessarily bugs. Not necessarily a darkened backyard talking to the trees and whoever might be listening. But definitely music, I've always found that. And sometimes certain songs at certain times. Um, even if it's not necessarily appealing to the topic at hand, we find things in that song that's about ourselves. You, you can make a good song about your trauma or your dilemma or your specific moment in time. If it's a good song, it means what it means to you. And there's one that's been rotating for a while here, and uh, some new friends of mine, actually, from Nashville, uh, I should say, well, um, they're not actually from Nashville. Uh, together they are. Uh, this band that I've been following for some time and actually became friends with recently, The Bloody Nerve, uh, they were one of many that reached out to me in this time where I, you know, was just desperate. <laughs> Reaching out like praying mantis, I guess, right? Um, but yeah, Stacy Blood and Lori Ann Lane. Lori, uh, Lori's actually from New York and Stacy's from Dallas, Fort Worth, where I have family, believe it or not, visiting this weekend uh, from Fort Worth. Um, and actually some from New York, too. Very unusual. Uh, but, yeah, definitely a good link there. Some of my favorite musicians are from Dallas, Texas, Dallas, and the New York area. And they merged and created the Bloody Nerve. And uh, just soulful, bluesy rock. I, I'm going to let it speak for itself. But it came at a time when I needed it. And this song, um, Find Your Love, is definitely about love lost. And, um, you know, it's it's about, you know... A person that's missing now from your life. That's what I get from it anyway. And we talk about how we cannot say goodbye to our loved ones. And in this case, my Teddy. Uh, not forever. I plan on seeing him again. Um, the song spoke to me about that. As and this song should appeal to just about anyone that has lost something, someone, or just couldn't find that one again. That's what I get from it, and um, I couldn't think of a better song to dedicate to this particular episode that I I deemed the dedication for Teddy Gerald Fairhead. <laughs> he was a force to be reckoned with, and. That's all I got to say about that. And uh, I'm going to play this song by The Bloody Nerve, Find Your Love, and you're going to be hearing from them on the show very soon. Their album's almost done. And uh, again, they're one of many to give me uh, solace at a time of need. And uh, thanks for listening.
I have some Nutella, okay? Okay, well, let's settle that. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that this chair? No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electric acid. Electric acid.